0: As a lot of our Big 12 brethren receives a lot of transfer portal bad news, news for Oklahoma State just keeps getting better. And although I maybe didn't like the ivory tower of Mike Gundy during the season, before the season, but I really like it right now. That ivory tower and this transfer portal madness has Oklahoma State sitting kind of pretty.
1: You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma
0: State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day howdy y'all and hello all welcome back to locked on oklahoma state your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related my name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you for stopping by to make this your first listen. We're available on every single podcasting platform, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on Twitter at Aldeo State. Today, partially brought to you by Prize Get in on the action today. Go to praspixcom slash locked on college. Make sure you use that code, all one word, for a first deposit match up to $100 with Prize Daily fantasy sports made super easy. The transfer portal last year for Oklahoma State was not super easy. Thus far, we have more good news than bad news, but we also have even better news, and that is that Ollie Gordon, the second Oklahoma State running back who appears to be definitely coming back, brought home some hardware. And it is kind of crazy to think about all of the legendary Oklahoma State running backs that have been here and not won this award. We've got the greatest running back in the history of football and Barry Sanders, won the Heisman, yes. We got to watch one of the greatest in the NFL to ever do it, also in college, Thurman Thomas. And now you look in the NFL, Chris Carson obviously had a very, very good run before his, his catastrophic knee injury type of situations. Justice Hill, he's getting in on the action. Yes, you watch the Ravens and Justice and Tylen Wallace Gavin, a nice little touchdown. And Ollie Gordon is the first. You got Jalen Warren killing it with the Steelers right? Tyreek Hill was a running back at Oklahoma State, not a wide receiver. Talking to you, Braylon. But any but who? It is kind of crazy to think about all of the amazing running backs, and we mentioned Chuba Hubbard maybe should have won this award. That did not. Now you had Kendall Hunter at one point in time as a finalist, and you obviously had Chuba Hubbard as a finalist, and now we've got the winner. And the beauty of it again is you're not hearing all the Craziness happened in the transfer portal for Oklahoma State. You have heard a couple offensive linemen. I've heard of a couple more that are, in fact, coming back. So, again, this 80% of the roster return, 90% of the offensive linemen return, all for Ollie Gordon, partially because Ollie is helping his linemen get dollar dollar bills as we speak. Now, there's a fun number floating around about Ollie Gordon. Let's face it if Spencer was good enough for 460, then Ollie's going to be over half a mil all day, every day. Could he easily approach a mil? Probably, but I don't think he's going to do that because he's making sure that some of these offensive linemen, let's face it, some of these linemen have had multiple reconstruction style of surgeries. So it would potentially be in the best interest for some of these dudes to maybe not come back for another year unless they're getting paid, unless they're getting some sort of subsidization, subsidization from maybe what Ollie Gordon is, is able to bring is better for some of these dudes than, than trying their hand at the NFL right away.
1: The War Pigs 2.0 needs some more love. And thanks to Ollie Gordon, that's happening.
0: But when you look across the Big 12, it has us very appreciative because we were in the, the, the madness style of situation last season. And it was just lack of direction, lack of communication. It wasn't lack of athletes. It wasn't lack of versatility with somebody like a Rob Glass who can squeeze more lemonade out of a a very minuscule amount of lemons than anybody. But when you think and look back, and not only what Ollie Gordon was able to accomplish this season in, let's face it, what, eight games? Nine games, maybe? And then you look at the fact that we're not having a lot of portal craziness. Once again, nothing major, I would say, has come down the pipeline. Gunnar Gundy leaving, yeah, I guess you could call it that. But the bigger story is that Ollie Gordon doesn't appear to be leaving. The biggest story at Oklahoma State right now is not about the
1: transfer portal. It's about everybody staying. And then, then you, when you look at some of the casualties that we,
0: we have had, which you, we'll jump into here in the next segment, the biggest story thus far is who's not leaving as opposed to leaving. And even better is that we might have some guys coming back that most of us didn't see as, as viable options. But as we circle back around once more, what does this mean? For Oklahoma State that we now have a Doug Walker award winner. Well, what this means is the Heisman campaign has officially already started for next season. The campaign for ending up in Arlington has already started for Oklahoma State University. Once again, not because of the portal, but because of the lack thereof. The guys that we lost have already, I I don't want to say they're replaceable like they're throwaway players, but everybody who has left thus far already has an an immediate tie-in to have a replacement. And then the Tyrone Weber situation, I mean, it's kind of wonky, right? It's a little odd, but clearly our medical, mental health professionals think that it it might be in Tyrone Weber's best interest to potentially stay at Oklahoma State. It's still kind of an odd situation, but nonetheless, we knew about Ladarius Webb, which I do think is a bad move on his part, but if he wants to go spread his rings and do something, so be it. We've got all the the good news about the, the offensive lineman that continues to get better and better, and now we get to cover some more of what we have lost and exactly what it means, but What it means for you right now is, again, capitalization on dollar-dollar bills. Prize picks is the funnest way for you to do that right now. Get in on the action with the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play any daily fantasy sports. All you got to do is pick two to six people, right? And then you're betting basically against the stat projections. That's it. Not all the pros, not all the Sharks, not all the, the, the other craziness. You just pick two to six players on the stat projections and watch the money come in. Now You know, basketball season now here, you can add the combo projections with football and basketball in the specials league. It's a league created specifically for these combo projections. You want to go to different sports? Here's a good example. How about Cade Cunningham and... Tyler Wallace, you also can play alongside some of the, your favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz in and the community plays. With the reboot policy, it's the only daily fantasy sports platform where the entries stay in even if the player gets entered in the first half. Football and basketball, the players rebooted in the second half. Daily fantasy sports and prize picks. Together gives you the only injury insurance policy that you need to be rocking and rolling with. So go to slash locked on college. Make sure you use that code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to slash locked on college today to get yourself rocking and rolling. Capitalization means more in your pocket. All right. All right. Portal happiness. In
1: Stillwater, America. Ladarius Webb? It's all right. Gunnar Gundy?
0: This is probably, uh, as we discussed earlier, a good sign as to uh, the young quarterbacks that we do, in fact, have on roster. Clearly, we're all awaiting Alan Bowman's decision. But no, no big surprise
1: thus far.
0: Now... You've seen um, new casualties, Blaine Green, Jaden Bray. You know, Blaine Green got kind of pushed down the JEP chart after being one of our higher-rated wide receivers, and then clearly with his brother leaving last year to transfer to Wisconsin. You know, they, they, they not, not not exactly a package deal, but they came as a package deal. And I'm, I'm not saying that Blaine Green's going to go to Wisconsin, but it did make sense, right? And then when you look at Jaden Bray, it's another person with the return of Dijon Stribling. And now, you ready to give yourself a drum roll. the return of Brennan Presley, it makes this move a little bit more sense. So you got Strib coming back. You got BP coming back. We have a lot of faith in the young cat in Cameron Hurd. We have a lot of um, intrigue in another young cat named Jalen Pope. We really like what we've been seeing out of uh, Mason Gilkey, out of uh, Pahuska, Oklahoma. And let's not completely rule out the Arnold Bruce Bruce Arnold dollar dollar bill situation. The NCAA has spoken. was spoken.
1: If Arnold Bruce returns, I mean that that could add a completely new weapon. So
0: Blaine Green, it, it's expected. Jaden Bray, I wouldn't say it's as expected, but again, uh, people try to discount some of the conversations and body language. I mean, you could see that the latter half of the season that you know, Jaden Bray was psychologically didn't seem to be in, involved in having the same passion. So, yes, we've had a couple casualties, but literally nothing that hasn't been counteracted was something positive. So with all the offensive linemen mostly coming back, you know, Jaden Nixon, I think that's going to be kind of interesting. He's got options to weigh. This clearly he's all, he, all his club. I know all he wants Jaden back. Yeah, you know, but Jaden's a starter in this league, right? And Gunnar Gundy may not be a, a Big 12 starter, but if anybody doubts Gunnar Gundy's ability to go lead a Tulsa or UTSA or North Texas to conference titles, I think you're 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 mistaken. Elijah Collins, it's going to be kind of interesting to see if he's able to kind of get some go in this game. We know we love Fessy Lahe a lot, and we really like the development. Rodney Fields coming in as another scat-back kind of guy that's going to be able to add some, some flavor. When you look at more wide receivers, could we have a couple young cats? Maybe, but... The direction of the wide receiver room is already pretty pretty set. It's already pretty squared away, and I think everybody in that locker room knows that. The defensive linemen. We've got a couple, well, three defensive linemen that have decisions to make. I would anticipate two of them do, in fact, come back for an extra year. So this is going to be a very senior-heavy team next season. This is going to be a very experienced
1: ball club. With or without. Alan Bowman. And now when it
0: goes to the other side of the coin, the beauty of the management thus far of the transfer portal window has allowed us to, again, be much more selective. Are we going to go grab a couple guys? Yes.
1: But it's not going to be a crap ton of people, and nor does it need to be. So with the, the potential news
0: of BP coming back, plus all of the offensive linemen, minus maybe one. You're losing a couple wide receivers that I think we already have a pretty good indication um, on where we're going to go. Jaden Bray showed all the promise in the world. He just never quite got to that level. He got passed up by Leon. Leon is a a type of wide receiver that Jaden Bray could potentially be, but there's no craziness happening because of the consistency the continuity the availability of the coaches in in communication and then plus we have unselfish players that are currently helping other players get better nil opportunities so they don't go anywhere so when you think of somebody like a dare webb okay well cool um if you're getting lyric rolls back probably in pretty good shape. If you're getting Trey Rucker back, probably in pretty good shape. If you lose Gunnar Gundy, but you're getting Garrett Rangel back, Zane Flores back, Malachi Smith in, maybe an, a, a, a veteran leadership type of guy in the room in Alan Bowman, okay, you're in good shape. You you get Stribling back, you get BP back, you might get Arlen Bruce back. You lose Green, you lose Bray, you're still in good shape. And when it comes to that that 50-50 high-point ball, we've got young cats that can perform and and potentially step up to do that role. We've got some PWOs that are going to have some opportunities. And part of this portal happiness is, let's think about ways that we, Oklahoma State, can excel in the transfer portal window. Are we going to be able to compete with the million-dollar for the AMs and the Texas's and the OUs of the world. No, we're not.
1: Can we come up with that money? Yes, we can. But I would argue maybe we should utilize it better. Right? We bring up Texas Tech a lot. Why wouldn't Oklahoma stay? If we can keep guys like Ollie Gordon, why
0: wouldn't we then try to pivot? as much money physically possible into our PWO program because we've got some preferred walk-ons that are good enough to not only be D1 guys, they're good enough to get scholarships elsewhere, but some of them I would imagine would likely prefer to come to a preferred walk-on situation, in Oklahoma state, when Oklahoma state typically due to Rob glass and some of the evaluation that we go through Is one of the best, if not the best, in America at getting our PWO program to starters at the Big 12 level to potentially NFL guys. So, why don't we focus more of our allocation of resources into the PWO program? Because when you got guys like Ollie Gordon that are willing to redistribute, this is, you see this in the NFL and free agency, right? You get a big time quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers that is willing to. Or go X amount of millions to make sure we can retain X amount of receivers, running backs, so on and so forth. That's what you're getting at Oklahoma State right now. So if the players are very, very well aware that we've got to take care of some of these dudes, why don't we, as a university, get behind the PWO program financially to ensure that it's the best in the United States of America, definitely the best in the Big 12? Now you're hearing some talk about with all the transfers, even some of the coaches, has the Big 12 just become a minor league for the Big 10 and the SEC? Well, if it continues down this path, it very well may end up being that way, which is, in my opinion, precisely why Brett Yormark needs to continue his route of capitalization. Because regardless of what the NCAA is saying, regardless of what direction this whole thing's going to move, Stability and security are something that will never be undervalued. Even if it shifts and it morphs and it turns into something entirely different, we need to make sure that we're continuing to be stable. Because if you're stable, you're able to do what? My favorite word, capitalize. Speaking of capitalization, you've got to make sure that you have the passion, the drive, and the patience, just like eBay Motors, to bring home the trophy. To bring home the dope Walker style trophy, you got to have the rig to get there. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your rig and level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lighting kits. It doesn't matter if you're in a speed, power, style. eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be able to keep your ride or die rig alive. All day, every day. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, the part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, we want you to be in your rig, burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, all the prices you want, super easy to turn your car into the MVP. Keep your ride or die rig alive today with ebaymotors.com. Make sure you go there today. ebaymotors.com. Eligible items, only exclusions apply eBay Guaranteed Fit is available for U.S. customers only. Because you're so special. What else is special is the opportunity for Brett Yormark to pounce. The ACC is wild. And, you know, we retrace these steps because I, I give my um, some family members of mine that are Miami fans a hard time. I've been telling them for, you know, 10, 11 months, is going to fall apart. Miami's going to end up in the Big 12. When I was saying that, I I knew there was a percentage chance, but I think maybe it was like 20% chance. I feel like we're at 70% now.
1: Give me Miami. Give me Duke. You know I want Louisville. You know I
0: want Pitt. Let me know down in the comments section what what you're thinking, but as you're seeing big twelve schools go through what we did last year, losing twenty players, eighteen players, fourteen players twenty two players, and then they're losing their coordinators like it's not a great look for the big twelve, which is why the big twelve's looking good for us. Utah has been the, the the toast of the town right of the new big twelve for next season they have been Pretty much since the announcement was made that we're getting the four
1: corner schools, I don't see Deion Sanders going backwards anytime soon. But when you look at
0: your mainstays in the Big Twelve, your your hateful eight, I guess now the OG triple OGs of the of the Big Twelve. Even if we are in the ivory tower looking down with not having a lot of transfers and meeting what appears to be the financial constraints bestowed by the great NCAA, we need to continue to put ourselves in in a higher tier. So if we stay exactly where we are in the Big 12, I do think that unfortunately we do end up becoming the minor leagues for those other two. And if that happens, then we all know that this this model of your 60, 64 halves, and then everybody else being the have-nots, that will continue to look more and more realistic. Now, I thought it was kind of surprising that Brett Yormark backed the new president, Mr. Baker, for the NCAA, talking about, you know, having the institutions that make X amount of dollars over 100 million per year should play each other as opposed to playing the lower tier. I don't like that. I don't agree with that. And I think one way that we continue to put ourselves in the right direction moving forward, whether this is inevitable or not, you got to continue to eat, right? Be carnivorous. If you see something edible, go eat the daggone thing. The Big Ten would likely pick up Florida State and Clemson. They'd be ridiculous not to. The SEC seems to fancy Virginia and North Carolina over your Miamis, which I think is great for us. Miami gives more travel partners. It gives a direct rival with UCF. Obviously, Pitt helps tremendously with travel, and it gives West Virginia a natural rival. Louisville, it's right in the dead center of all the Big 12 territory, so... Yeah, that makes sense. Financially, they do a considerable amount of good for the conference that they're currently in. So they would do equally as good for the Big 12, if not better. Then you got to take in consideration basketball. Miami's been pretty good.
1: Pitt is usually pretty good. Like, Louisville can produce. This is great.
0: So even if this is going to go the way of your six top 64 teams playing everybody within that 64 group or not you need to make sure that you're part of the feeding instead of the getting fed on the ACC much like the Pac12 is getting eaten away we had this conversation almost a year ago it just it, it looked like the writing was already on the wall and i had a lot of fun with it right because there was Obviously, a lot of people in this industry that were saying the exact opposite. So it was it was fun to be part of the Big 12 and on crew. It's going to be even more fun if the second part of this leg comes through. Could you imagine having Miami in this league? The league that doesn't have any blue bloods. The league that, that, that just got all the scraps left over. Having Miami would instantaneously boost us, which is great for Oklahoma State. It's good for the Big 12. And then you add Pitt. You add Louisville. You add these these travel partners to go alongside Miami. I mean, Duke doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'd be okay with it. I'd prefer probably Virginia Tech over Duke if I'm being real. But Miami, Louisville, Pitt, 100%. Those schools should already be in. You want to make the argument for Oregon State, Washington State? I'm down for that as well. You want to make the argument that the Big Twelve separates itself from the other two leagues that we appear to be, you know, underneath. If we're the first league to get to 20, 24, I think twenty-four is too many, but if we're the first super league,
1: the the TV numbers are going to be somewhat reminiscent, even if it's more off of volume. And if that happens. And say we get these ACC schools.
0: There's more stability, and it sets us up for a long game. So, again, it doesn't matter which direction Brett Yormark thinks it should go. We need to give
1: him as much ammunition as physically possible. And the, and the Big 12 is harder to disseminate
0: if you've got Miami, if you got Louisville, if you got Pitt, if you got
1: Voltech. I mean, Duke's not bad. Oh, uh, from a basketball perspective, in Brett Ulmark we trust. Okay, he hadn't steered us really wrong yet, not not once. The
0: future schedules of the Big Twelve are a little wild, but maybe he already knew it didn't matter. Maybe Brett Ulmark knew that the ACC was going to inevitably. Have some teams join the Big Twelve, so the future schedules are going to get changed, anyways. Dang you, Brett, your mark. I like it. I like it. Tell me, tell me what y'all think. Uh, obviously, but how nice is it, you know, to have our first Duke Walker winner be a hardcore, tried and true cowboy that's helping his o lineman? Isn't it nice to be sitting in this ivory tower, catbird style position? I'll hang up there with you and watch this, Mike Gundy, because <laughs> this is wonderful. We've lost six guys, and the biggest the biggest, ta-da thus far is that Ollie's coming back and BP's coming back. That's way bigger news than Jaden Bray, Blaine Green, and Gunner Gunny combined. No offense to those dudes. We all love what they did provide for Oklahoma State when they were here. But BP coming back. Arlen Bruce maybe coming back. Ollie Gordon, 90% of the alignment, 80-plus percent of the roster. The core of the secondary seems to be intact. Now, I will say I I do expect one surprise from the secondary. A big one, a really big one. Um, But other than that, we're in pretty good shape. As far as wide receiver goes, I I think we're we might lose one more young cat, but I don't I don't know that he'll leave either. Cornerback room pretty set, right? Um we might have some role players, some special teams style of guys in the safety position move on as well, but that is also partially because of the talent we have coming in. Between Gunnar Wilson, Jonathan Agumidu. Tameric Johnson, Lando Cleveland, David Cabongo, Armstrong Notum. Between that group, I fully anticipate at least two of those dudes being on the 2D the, the this coming season. So some of the, the safety, secondary style guys that may be leaving, it's not a big reason to stress because they also see the guys coming in. From a size, speed, perspective, they're already pretty squared away if they can understand the Brian Nardo kiss method, plus a little bit of body by glass, they should be able to play immediately. And I think some of the younger cats know that. But again, 80, 85% of the roster seems to be returning. We're going to be very selective in who we go after in the transfer portal because 2024 is looking more and more and more like the Cowboys year to go get or did. I love it. You can hang out in that Ivory Tower right now, Mr. Mike Gundy. After after the turnaround, after the exact opposite of what we experienced last year in the transfer portal, having the communication direction, all that stuff done, down, understood, ready to rock
1: and roll. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can cook sausage, acon and and, and baking grits. I don't care.
0: I don't care. Do whatever, whatever you want in that ivory tower. We'll come hang out there with you right now because this is looking real good. All right, y'all. So, we're going to have this one right here. You know, I love you. As always, God bless. Go, folks. Thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen. You could be anywhere, so happy you choose to be here. Go like the daggone thing. Okay. Share, comment, subscribe,
1: leave a review. Toodaloo. Later, taters. You are locked on Oklahoma State.